This episode of Yap Snacks is brought to you by Snack Magic. Snack Magic is the ultimate work from home snack solution that brings office snacks directly to your home. They provide a simple way for your team, no matter where they live in the world, to customize and build their own snack stash from their menu of over 500 snacks and beverages. And Snack Magic is a great gift for coworkers, family, and friends too. This holiday season, move beyond boring digital gift cards and give the gift of snacks from Snack Magic. And I've got an exclusive treat for our Yap listeners. Head over to snackmagic.com and use promo code YAPSNACKS for 10% off your entire order. That's YAPSNACKS for 10% off at snackmagic.com. This code is valid until March 31st. Hey everyone, you're listening to Yap Snacks, a series of bite-sized content hosted by me, Hala Taha. I don't know about you guys, but I've been grinding my butt off extra hard this year. In fact, I feel like I worked harder this year than previous years. And I think this is a result of COVID and being in quarantine and having no commute. I just seem to be working 24 seven and I am having a lot of difficulty separating work from personal home life. And as a result, I've really been neglecting my self care. I've been working out less. I've been eating less healthy. I haven't been doing fun things or connecting as much with my friends and family as I should be. And yesterday I actually took off time for the first time in a really long time. And I barely used my computer, which is a huge feat for me. And I actually had some time to reflect. And I realized that a lot of my listeners are probably dealing with the same thing. You know, a lot of us were thrown into this work from home life with no preparation, We were told not to go back to the offices in March. We didn't really have time to transition into, you know, working from home. A lot of, you know, things that we needed were sold out, like extra monitors and things like that and and webcams. And so we were just like kind of thrown into this remote working life with no preparation. And then many of us were jerked around. You know, we, we were told, don't go back to the office. Then maybe you went back to the office for a little bit. Now again, you're working from home. And so we just never really got time to like transition properly into working from home remotely. Um, And a lot of us probably didn't have the time to really set that up properly. And so this episode is really going to help with that. We're going to talk about how to master your environment. We're going to talk about the importance of routines and scheduling and how to pencil in time for self-care, how to take care of your mind, body, and soul every day, not only when you're just sick, because we really want to avoid burnout. That's the whole point of self-care. We want to make sure that in light of the fact that with COVID, we are not able to go out with friends, we can't go see movies, we can't go to the spa, all these public forms of relaxation that we were previously used to are limited or eliminated because of COVID. And so we've got to be extra proactive when it comes to preserving ourselves from burnout. And so that's what this episode is all about. It's about self-care. And with that, here are my top ways for better self-care in 2021 and beyond. So the first step when it comes to improving your self-care in 2021 is all about controlling your environment. It's about getting decluttered and getting organized. Clutter and messiness can cause distress. That's one of the reasons why Marie Kondo's tidying method and all of these minimalism trends are dominating the headlines in wellness news and so on today. Disorganized environments can compromise your attention, your concentration, your focus. It can drain your cognitive resources. 
and it can even be associated with reduced productivity and chronic procrastination. So self-care is being nice to yourself, but it's also being nice to your home. When you have a bunch of junk in your house, it just weighs you down. So self-care is not just bubble baths and spa days. It's also doing things that you sometimes don't enjoy doing, like cleaning. But even though in the moment it might not be the most fun thing, at the end of the day, it's going to improve your life, your well-being, your health, your happiness. And so it's an important thing to do. And step number one, like I mentioned, is control your environment, declutter, get organized. When it comes to disorganization and cleanliness, everyone is on a spectrum. Some people you know, have the natural ability and then some people need to work a little harder at it. You know where you are on the spectrum. I'm going to try to help the people who are naturally messy and naturally unorganized, right? So I actually personally think that I fit into this category. I have to try really hard to maintain organization. I'm a very creative person. I'm a very optimistic person. I always think I have more time than I do. And um, I'm naturally messy, I would say, when it comes on the spectrum of organization, right? So Chase Hughes is somebody that I interviewed episode eight, Hacking Human Behavior. And he is an ex-FBI agent. He is a master when it comes to influencing others and having amazing persuasion skills. He is the ultimate master at that. And so he taught me something that stuck with me forever. He told me to be a leader, you need to lead yourself. He says that before you can ever influence others, you need to be able to influence yourself, which means that you need to be super self-disciplined. And this is something that always stuck with me. He said that you wear your messiness on your sleeve. He says that he can always tell when he's talking to someone if they haven't made their bed that day or if they have a pile of dishes in the sink or if they have clothes piled up on the floor. He can tell instantly if their environment is a mess and if they're wearing their messiness on their sleeve, as he says. So you bring your mess with you wherever you go. You are not your most confident, influential self. If you have not made your bed, if your house is a mess, you wear that on your outward and people will be able to see that and see through you. They won't know what's off exactly. They'll be like, oh, this person's saying great things, but something is off about them. I don't quite know what it is, but something is off. And what's off is the fact that you have not disciplined yourself and you have not controlled your environment. So at the very least, what I want you guys to take away from this is make your bed every day. With us being at home constantly, it's easy to feel depressed. It's easy to feel like you don't need to make your bed, that who's going to notice, especially if you're single, you're living by yourself. It's easy to just kind of roll out of bed and roll into bed every day and and not make your bed, but that is not a good way to live. That's not how you're going to lead yourself or be a leader. You've got to snap out of it. So make your bed as soon as you wake up, make it a routine. You get up, you make your bed. Maybe while your coffee's getting made in the morning, you make your bed. That's what I do. So make sure you make your bed every day and also have a routine for the other hot spots for dirtiness in your house. So for example, do your dishes before you go to sleep, take the trash out as soon as you wake up too. Whatever it is, I think morning time and nighttime is a great time for cleaning. So think about when you wanna clean and schedule that in your routine and make sure you do your laundry, you do your dishes, you make your bed, you wipe things down, you vacuum and you clean your house. That is super important. You've gotta master your environment. So when it comes to 
self-care, step number one is mastering your environment, having a clean place. And that brings me to number two, which is mastering your time. If there's one thing that's changed in COVID-19, it's our day-to-day routine. It might be super tempting to just let the day unfold how it's going to unfold, but we must resist that urge because keeping a regular routine is critical for maintaining physical and mental well-being. So the first thing you're going to want to decide is what your normal wake and bedtime will be and keep that consistent. That's going to be your bookends for your whole daily routine is when you wake up and when you sleep. So decide what those times will be. Then you need to decide what time you're going to allocate for work. I have a couple work from home life tips that I want to share with you guys. The first one is to keep your work and home environments separate. So it might sound easier said than done, especially if you live in a small apartment, but it's super important to not just wake up and start working from your pajamas in bed and having client Zoom calls in bed. That is the worst thing that you can do for your mental and physical health at this time. So it might feel fun for a little while, but it's going to lead to you being super stressed and unable to separate work from home. You're going to be up on your laptop working super late. Then during work hours, you're not going to be able to concentrate And it's just going to have this terrible snowball effect. So you want to separate your work environment from your home environment. So the first thing you're going to want to do is set aside a room or area in your house exclusively for work. Keep your bedroom for sleep and relaxation only and stick to another room for work. One with a table or a desk is obviously ideal. And you want to set up that safe space for your workspace for maximum productivity. It is a rookie mistake to work in different places in your house. Some people think it doesn't matter. You're working in all the different common rooms in your house, but your subconscious mind will get confused about whether you should be doing work or not. And you're going to be more easily distracted by all kinds of things. So you want to have a specific workspace for optimal productivity. Think about everything you would have in a regular office before COVID, everything you need for work, and make sure that your home office area has that. Consider this space sacred. It should never be a shared space that's used by your family or by you for any other purposes besides work. So ideally, it's a separate room. If you don't have a separate room, maybe it's an area in your kitchen or your living room But whatever it is, make sure it's not a place where you relax and it's a place where you only do work. And once you step away from that location for the day, you're done for work for the day. It's your point of separation. Okay, so separate work from home. The other two tips I'm going to give for remote work is don't sign on the computer as soon as you wake up. Typically, you know, before COVID, we all had a commute. I would suggest having some sort of a mock commute. You can take a 15-minute walk in the morning and do that when you first wake up. Have a coffee, read the newspaper, and as if you're sitting on the train when you first wake up. Spend 30 minutes doing something for yourself before you log on to work. Because if you get sucked in at 6 or 7 a.m., you might just say, oh, I'm just going to fire off one quick thing, but I promise You're going to get sucked in. And if you start at 6 or 7 a.m. and you're working until 4 or 5, like everyone else, you're putting in a 10-hour day and you're going to get burnt out. So again, don't sign on the minute that you wake up. 
The other thing I'll say is to get dressed in the morning. You want to switch on to work mode. And so taking a shower, getting dressed, brushing your teeth, acting as if quarantine is just a regular day, doing your makeup, shaving, whatever you got to do to feel like you're ready for work, you need to do that. Getting dressed is a mood booster. It's going to help you feel like work is starting and that you are in the full spirit of being productive. Okay. So take a shower, change into your work clothes and get in the zone for working. So now that, you know, we've discussed how you need to separate work from home, you need to also decide on your daily schedule. So having a to-do list is imperative. You want to put both productive tasks, like anything that you have to do for work or anything that's not fun, like cleaning, like we just discussed And then you also want to make sure you put some self-care tasks on that to-do list. This is going to ensure that you actually have time for yourself. So if you want to read books or if you want to make sure you've got time for family Zoom time, whatever it is, you want to make sure you put both your productive and fun tasks on your to-do list. Having a to-do list will give you a sense of structure, achievement, and control, which is all super important for self-care in 2021. Young and profiters, they may call me the podcast princess, but I'm also the LinkedIn queen. I've been a LinkedIn influencer for six years now, and I teach one of the most popular courses about LinkedIn. And I love to teach sales on LinkedIn because when it comes to B2B sales, LinkedIn has got that on lock. LinkedIn is where all the decision makers are hanging out. There are 180 million senior level decision makers on LinkedIn and 10 million C-suite decision makers. These people are on LinkedIn and they're in the mode to buy. They're using LinkedIn for their buying journey to research vendors or sales reps that they might work with, to look up how to solve their problems, to learn from industry thought leaders. They are in the mode to buy, whereas on other platforms, they're in the mode to be entertained. You want to get them in the right mindset. You want to cut through the noise with LinkedIn ads. In fact, 79% of B2B marketers rate LinkedIn as their top channel for paid media. And LinkedIn has the best targeting because they've got all these different inputs. People are putting their resume basically up on there. And so there's so many keywords that they can use to target the right decision makers so they can hear about how you solve their problems. And I've got a special gift for all you young and profiters who want to try LinkedIn ads. You can get $100 credit. LinkedIn was super generous. If you want to make B2B marketing everything it can be and get $100 credit on your next campaign, go to linkedin.com slash yap, Y-A-P. Again, if you want to claim your credit, go to linkedin.com slash yap. Terms and conditions apply. Young and profiters, Yap Media is growing so fast. I have 10 open roles just this month. In the past, it would take me so long to find hires. I have to go on all these different job sites. I have to create my own skills assessments. That's why I let Indeed do a lot of this heavy lifting for me. Indeed is the powerful hiring platform where I can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed has things like skills assessments, where when we have specific roles, we can find an assessment that matches that role and we can make sure they have the skills that we need. Then I can focus on culture fit. I can make sure they're scrappy enough and are obsessed with excellence and do all the things that we need to do for them to fit in at Yap. And Indeed streamlines hiring with powerful tools like Instant Match. An Instant Match basically matches you with candidates as soon as you put up a job post with people who are qualified right away. It's instant. 
And the best part is it gets better as you use it. So now when I use Indeed, especially when I'm hiring for similar roles, I get people right away where they know that I'm going to like the candidates because they can see what my preferences were in the past. It gets better as you use it. According to US Indeed data, the moment Indeed sponsors a job, over 80% of employers get candidates whose resumes are a perfect match for the position. It's like waving a magic wand that gets better as you use it. So I love using Indeed. We've found a lot of our A players on there. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide who count on Indeed to hire their next superstar like we do at Yap Media. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash profiting. Offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 sponsored job credit at indeed.com slash profiting. Again, that's indeed.com slash profiting and support the show by saying you heard about it on Young and Profiting Podcast. Again, it's indeed.com slash profiting to get your $75 credit. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of Yap Snacks is sponsored by Snack Magic. I love working from home. There's no commute. I don't have to wear stuffy clothes. And I'm getting much more sleep because half the time I can just roll out of bed and hop on my first call. But there's one dreaded downfall of working from home. The lack of snacks. If you're like me, you're missing those in-office snacks a lot. I keep finding myself thinking, damn, I just wish I had a snack to munch on while I work. And it's so much trouble to go outside nowadays with the cold and, of course, COVID. Well, Snack Magic is a work-from-home perk that brings office snacks directly to your home. They provide a simple way for your team, no matter where they live in the world, to customize and build their own snack stash from a menu of over 500 snacks and beverages. In fact, I'm sending a snack stash to all 30 members of my YAP team and my clients for Christmas. It all happened when I was searching for a gift that I could send to my team who's based all over the US, India, Philippines, and the UK. I couldn't find anything cute, affordable, and available internationally except a boring digital gift card. The shipping situation was impossible and nothing seemed economically feasible. That is until I came across Snack Magic. Snack Magic is the perfect holiday gift sent to your team. You just set the budget, enter email addresses, and invite links are sent off to your team so they can customize their own snack stash and enter their addresses to get it shipped. AKA, it's easy, fast, and stress-free to set up for you. And to top it all off, the snack stash comes in a super cute branded box that you can customize. It's no wonder that Netflix, Google, Spotify, Pinterest, and Salesforce choose Snack Magic for their work-from-home snack perks. I'm so excited to throw my virtual holiday party this year with my team while we all enjoy our snack stashes from Snack Magic. And you can bring the holiday cheer too. Head over to snackmagic.com to order work-from-home snacks for your team today. That's snackmagic.com, and I'll stick the link in my show notes. You also want to make sure that you schedule time for self-care, right? Sometimes the only way that you can have time for self-care is to actually pencil it in. So we just talked about taking 30 minutes in the morning, at least for yourself, having some sort of a mock commute, you know, whether that's taking a walk outside or whether that's sitting down and having coffee and, and reading something just for fun. Have that 30 minutes in the morning. The next thing I would suggest is taking 10 minutes as a break during your day. 
So at least commit 10 minutes a day to your self-care practice. By the end of the week, you'll have dedicated at least 70 minutes to yourself and all of that time adds up. So take 10 minutes a day for self-care. Maybe that's meditation. Maybe that's doing a little bit of yoga. Maybe that's sitting with a cup of tea and doing some deep breathing or taking another walk during your lunch break. Whatever it is, pencil in at least 10 minutes a day for additional self-care time that you otherwise would have never taken, okay? So take that 10-minute break for self-care. The last thing that you're gonna also wanna start to schedule is connection time and service time. So scheduling time for social activities, scheduling time to be of service. Humans are innately social creatures. COVID has prevented us from being able to connect with other humans like we used to. We don't go to work anymore. We don't see our coworkers. We barely see our friends and our family. A lot of stuff has been taken online. And so you need to take advantage of that. Use technology to maintain your social connections. And I would definitely recommend to schedule regular check-ins. So maybe you've got some best friends that you can do a weekly FaceTime call with. Maybe you want to do like quarantine game night, whatever it is, make sure that you actually are spending time with your friends and that you start to schedule that time. And the other thing I'll say is you also want to keep volunteering. So a lot of us were involved in volunteer activities before COVID and some of us have missed out on those organizations now that COVID has taken over. A lot of things have been canceled in terms of volunteer work. There's definitely still ways to be of service and to help out. So I would go online, think about the ways that you would most be able to support, whether that's donating cash to a local food shelter or bringing groceries to an elderly neighbor at their doorstep or buying an online gift card for your favorite restaurant or small business while they're closed. Whatever it is, we all have the power to lessen the negative impact of COVID and being of service to others and volunteering your time will also help to boost your mood and is a great spirit lifter. So with that said, to-do lists are super important. Just to recap, you're gonna wanna schedule in time for productive items that you need to get done for work or your house. You want to schedule in time for self-care and you also want to schedule in time for your relationships and your connections and to be of service. So those are the three things that you're going to want to consider when you're creating your daily to-do list. And if you want more information about to-do lists, I interviewed David Allen for episode number five. He's the author and founder of the Getting Things Done system. And we talk a lot about to-do lists. He is the to-do list master. So if you want to learn more about how to create effective to-do lists, check out episode number five with David Allen, Getting Done. Okay, so now that we've covered how to master your environment and the importance of a routine and schedule during quarantine and during this crazy time, The third thing I want to discuss in regards to self-care is treating yourself well. So treating yourself like you treat your best friend. Would you tell your best friend how much you hate their thighs or if you think that they're bad at their job? No way. So why are you constantly talking negatively about yourself? It's really important that we stop these habits in their track and instead focus on things that we love about ourselves. So whether it's something physical or something about your character, 
I would recommend that you start talking to yourself like you would talk to a friend or a child. You have to be your own number one fan. Make sure that you focus on your accomplishments and not your failures. I'm sorry for this spoiler alert, but everyone fails. Of course, you're going to feel bad when you fail, but don't just only think about the negatives in your life. You need to learn from your failures and then focus on your accomplishments. This type of a positive mindset will help you grow, whether it's in your life or your career. So in terms of feeling better about yourself, treating yourself like a best friend, one of the best recommendations that I can give is to start your day off with affirmations. You might feel silly jumping on this daily affirmation bandwagon, but starting your day off with phrases like, I'm awesome, I'm important, is a really great way to do some good for your mental health and it helps build your self-worth in the process. So write a list of 20 affirmations that you want to start believing more. So if you want to believe that you have more money, say I have $1 million in my bank account and say that every single day, I am a magnet to money. I attract abundance, right? Start building in affirmations about money in a way that it's already happened. Like state your affirmations in a way as if it already happened, not that it's coming or you have to wait for it, that you already have money in your bank account, that you already attract money into your life easily and effortlessly. So whatever it is, let's say if money is an issue, talk about that. If health is an issue, I am confident in my body. I love the way my body looks. I love looking at myself in the mirror. My body is a sanctuary. My body is healthier than ever. Whatever you're going to say, think about your goals and then write affirmations that align to some of your immediate goals that you want to do for this year. Write them all down and then say them every single day. This could be something that you do on your mock commute. Read off your daily affirmations. Maybe that's your self-care time in the morning. Um, The other thing I would say that a lot of people recommend is to keep a gratitude journal. So when you're cooped up in quarantine, it can take a toll on your mental health. You can start to feel ungrateful and like there's nothing to feel grateful about. I'm sure if you think about it, you have things that you're grateful for. So starting a gratitude journal will encourage positive thoughts instead of negative thoughts. So all you have to do to start a gratitude journal is just jot 10 things down that you're thankful for every single day in a notebook. A lot of people do this before they go to sleep. They jot down 10 things that they're thankful for. And so maybe that's your routine. At night, you write in your gratitude journal. In the morning, you read your daily affirmations. These are just some small tweaks that you can do to your day to promote some better mental health and to treat yourself like your own best friend. And the last thing I'll say in terms of treating yourself like a friend is to not flake on your own personal commitments. When we have a date at the gym with a friend, we're more likely not to miss it. But you know, you should treat yourself as if you are treating your best friend. And so that means that if you decide you're going to work out today, keep that personal commitment. If you decide you're going to take 10 minutes to read a book today, keep that personal commitment. Keep your personal commitments to yourself. So the last thing I'm going to cover when it comes to self-care in 2021 is my recommendation to pick up a new skill and make sure that it's just for fun. When we're working from home and doing everything from home, everything can start to feel really monotonous. 
and we need to break free from this cycle. And I recommend we do this by picking up a new skill that you've been meaning to learn. So whether you want to learn how to draw or whether you want to learn how to speak a new language, whatever it is, use this extra time that we have to pick up that skill that you've been always complaining about that you have no time to do. So you know what you've been meaning to do for a long time. Think about how you can start doing and learning that new skill while you've got all this extra time at home. You know, there's so many different platforms available like Skillshare. It makes it easy to teach yourself new things. And I would highly recommend that. So for me, I started making homemade skin and hair care products. What I do for work is really digital. I'm always on the computer. And so I never really make anything with my hands. And I feel like this is a great creative outlet for me to make something with my hands and do something very different from my day to day. And I have no goal in sight in terms of wanting to make money off of these skin and hair products. I'm completely doing this for personal use only. And I'm just like having fun looking up different recipes, mixing up different butters and oils and creating something that I can use personally and I enjoy doing it. So it's literally just a hobby that I do for fun. And I would encourage you to do something similar, like making skin and hair care products is something that I've wanted to do for years and I've just never had the time. So now is a perfect time to do something that has always been on your to-do list that you've just never gotten around to. And I would recommend that you actually bite the bullet and start to learn something new. Uh, The other thing I'll say about this is cooking is a great outlet, especially right now, and it kills two birds with one stone. So if you learn how to cook really well and you focus on creating healthy, nutritious meals, maybe you want to get into how to be a vegan or a vegetarian or uh, reduce gluten from your diet, pick something in terms of your health that you've always wanted to do, your health and your diet, and learn how to cook new recipes related to that. And it really kills two birds with one stone. You'll fuel your body with quality nutrition and, you know, cooking promotes relaxation. And a lot of people really love to cook and uh, you'll learn a new skill in the process. And then lastly, uh, you definitely want to be exercising, especially while there's no commute. We're a lot more sedentary now. I would highly recommend getting really religious about taking your online workout classes more seriously. I use ClassPass. I love Barry's Bootcamp. I personally enjoy taking those classes. And the other benefit of taking a workout class online is it helps build your schedule. A lot of the things that we used to do after work, whether that's going to the gym or meeting friends, we can't do anymore. And so We tend to not have anything other than Zoom meetings that fill up our schedule. Having a gym class every night, for example, is like a block of time that is on your schedule that you need to structure your day around. And that's really good for your mental health. And uh, one tip that I can give for that is to schedule your workout class exactly at 6 p.m. or whenever you plan on finishing work. That way it will make sure that you finish work on time because you have a commitment and you're not going to break your personal commitments to yourself. And you can do your workout class at 6 p.m. as a way to transition from work time to home time. And that can be your transition period to home time. And having that commitment to yourself at 6 p.m., like I said, is really good for your mental health. So those are the tips that I have when it comes to self-care in quarantine 
Now, I know that 2021 is not going to be easy. It's about to be the start of the year. And if you turn on the news, you'll you know see headlines that there's a strain of coronavirus in the United Kingdom that's 70% more contagious to what we've seen previously. And of course, there's no doubt that it's a scary time. We're all stressed out. And it's easy to kind of use that as an excuse to neglect your self-care, to keep going day to day without a plan. But I really want you to step back as we approach this new year and think about 2021 as a time for opportunity to focus on your own self-care, as a time for you to be more strategic and proactive when it comes to your environment and mastering your environment when it comes to creating a routine and a schedule that's going to make sure that you have optimal productivity in your personal and professional life, when it comes to learning a new skill so that you feel fulfilled like a, a happy person and that you've got a complete life because you're not only just working, you're also doing the things that you love and that you enjoy, even while a lot of our typical activities are limited and halted. And so treating yourself like a best friend, making sure you have a fulfilling life. All of these are super important for your mental and physical health. And so I hope you make that a priority in 2021 and beyond. And with that, I hope you enjoyed my episode on self-care. And this is Hala signing off.